I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and First Nation people of the land on which this podcast has been recorded. For me in Melbourne, Nam, Australia, it's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and communities and pay my respect to their culture, elders, past, present and emerging. Hey gorgeous, are you ready to turn on the light switch of your soul and live an authentic, radiant and unapologetically pleasure-filled life? I'm Penny Vandersloos, I'm a pleasure activist and adventurer, feminine empowerment coach and a conscious creatrix and connector. I'm also a wife and mother of two teens and host of this podcast, Turned On, Wild, Free and Sexy in Your Midlife. I'm excited to let you know that there are still some spots available in my next six-month group program that starts in June. It's called a safari because it'll take you outside of your comfort zone in exciting, edge-expanding ways. An invitation for you to experience with a small group of women a really energising sensual and sexual exploration and connection in with your feminine powers a beautiful experience I highly recommend you have a look at it so check out my website for more details pennyvandersloos.com forward slash wild and worthy so now for our episode welcome woman jika Today we're looking at the Queen Ages Guide to the Postmenopausal Ride with my guest, Naomi Ayres. Naomi began her singing career as a recording session singer and performing in contemporary pop and R&B bands in Australia, USA, Europe and the UK. As a writer, director, producer and performer, she created one of Australia's most successful and enduring cabaret acts, The Fabulous Singlets. She has a performance career spanning more than 40 years and across the globe in theatre, cabaret, television and film. She continues to perform in Australia and has a UK tour in July, August 2023. In her latest creative endeavour, she spotlights the power and joy of being a postmenopausal queen ager. And that's actually how I got to know Naomi, was through her persona Glamour Pussy. So welcome, Naomi. I'm really excited to have you here to share your wisdom and experience and just your a show, you know, your show, it's always fun to have around. So I'm really keen to. Right. Well, I'm delighted to be here and I, I so admire your passion and verve and energy for this and the, your service to women and empowering them and inviting them to explore areas of their lives that have not really been encouraged in the past. So I watch you with great admiration and interest, all that you do. What an honour. Thank you. Well, I do the same with you because here's you with all these talents and now you're bringing them to a particular topic that hasn't had a lot of um, time in in the spotlight, which is, well, A, women, and be women in their midlife and beyond. And then also what's that like and what's available for essential sexual, um, their turn on, like what is it to feel alive in this part of our life? So I'd love you to share, yeah, what for you, what does it mean to feel turned on, postmenopausal turn on? Wow. Well, look, I've never been this old. (laughs) I think it's one of the things that, you know, going through midlife, for all of us, we've only experienced being young. So as we get older into midlife, and I think midlife isn't really the beginning of getting older, it's really the end of youth, isn't it? And, And so much is fed to us externally about how the older we get, the less value we have. And it's easy to get 
seduced by that message and start to find that yourself reflecting that. My experience is that post-menopause, I feel like I've really come into my own. I feel more creative and I have had a creative life, but along with that creative life has been all this self-doubt. And I find because, and I, it's almost a cliche, post-menopause, the message to me is that because there's been so little around in the media, you know, and there's so little of this age group spotlighted, though a little bit more now with people like Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis being honoured and, and some, you know, iconic women, there's the idea or that that I thought would happen is that I would become invisible. And in some ways I I am to, let's just say to men, <laughs> which I really enjoy being invisible. It's a gorgeous thing that, you know, as we walk through the menopause journey and come to the other side, a couple of things have happened for me. I'm no longer blown around by those hormones. I think that is the thing. Everything gets really calm. And it's like when I was 12 years old, suddenly there was this, or there's this surge of hormones and this crazy time. And then I've been spat out the other end and go, oh, what was I doing? What was I doing before 12? And so what does it mean to me? It means to be stepping, for, for me, post-menopause is, A, I'm not pushed around by those hormones. And my head seems to be much clearer. And I, I have a much more of a sense of what turns me on, you know, what's interesting to me. And I'm not talking just sexually, but what really interests me and less influences. This is the positive about being a little bit more invisible is that people will leave me alone <laughs> to pursue the things that I'm interested in, you know, which is great. I love it. The other thing I really like being in postmenopause is seeing other women, encouraging younger women, but also seeing women my age and and acknowledging them and seeing the light come in in their eyes. I just love that more than anything. It's divine. I love this message that you're giving um some airtime, which I don't think really does, is that there is life on this other side of what we've been told is a tumultuous kind of upheaval, the end of your youth, <laughs> your fertility stops so you're no longer valuable. All these kind of messages are coming through. And what you're saying is there's this actual peace I hear. I hear peace and contentment and confidence. Yeah, I think that. And there's also, it's almost as if you open a door to a much broader vista. It seems to be much broader and more altruistic than I had when I was younger. I'm really, and, and I have I have older women, friends, who have said to me just, and my sister is 10 years older, she said, oh, honey, just get through menopause because it's awesome on the other side. And I was like, really? Because everything that I'm being told is I don't want to be an old hag. And um, I look at my sister, she's utterly gorgeous in her mid-70s. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, you know, so easy. It's so easy to look in the mirror and, uh, and ask ourselves what's wrong. And I realised um, only a, about a month ago I looked in the mirror and I didn't look for signs of ageing. I just didn't look for them. And I was like, hey, you, how are you going? And it wasn't even that I was thinking my way into being positive. It's just all of that dropped away. It's so irrelevant. Um, the, the bottom line is we, if we're lucky enough, we are going to get old or older. And we have a choice on whether we listen to ourselves and hear that positive message as of um, the gratitude of another day and how I might see another sister, see another woman. And there is a thing that happens with women 
uh, of a certain age when we see each other and empower each other, really see each other, that is, it's so little effort and it's such a wonderful outcome for both of us, for all of us. Absolutely. I'd love for you to share, because you've been in the performing arts and you've been on show and your appearance and your worth has, has definitely been driven by how you show up on stage and what people, how you're received, what you've noticed uh, as you've kind of gone through your lifetime and, and what's coming, what are you noticing is available now too when you do speak up in this space? It's been quite interesting because it's interesting those people that we see, older older women that we see visible already, you know, were celebrities. Now, I've always been a working singer and I've always focused on the work rather than the fame. So I've never really, that's why I choose personas because I've never been that comfortable in going, I'm Naomi. As I like maybe my therapist will have something to say about that. But <laughs> I love to have a persona who's far braver than me, who's more courageous. I feel like the the latest incarnation, a glamour pussy, is still a work in progress. And I feel that I I've never I have done one woman woman shows in the past as myself, never felt that comfortable. But I do feel comfortable with glamour pussy because I I I know the heart and the generosity that she comes. Maybe she to the what Glamour Pussy is for those of listening who are oh, okay. talking about. <laughs> okay. So Glamour Pussy is, um, she's a queen ager. I love that, you know, the words that we have for older women, postmenopausal women, a hag, crone. Crone has got the weight of wisdom behind it. But, you know, in all the fairy tales that we were fed as children the older woman the wicked witch the older woman has always had a negative connotation you know they were always embodied evil and so queenager is a term that i really am coining for postmenopause, which i think really speaks a lot to it is something that we step into and glamour pussy is just um Mm, what can I say? Uh, she's still a work in progress. She's uh, sassy. She's sexy. She's um, she loves to empower other women, and it's that sense. The shows, I hope, a sense of community with the women that come and men as well, and I explore some of the themes of being female and being older but not in a way that's denigrating. You know, all of the, the, the shows that I've seen uh, about older, from older performers that are, you know, using that theme is sort of laughing at how stupid they are or how, you know, and I really wanted this show to be about the joy, the fun, um, the empowerment of being an older woman but not taking herself too seriously. I mean, she's, I, I'm still developing her character. She's definitely um, self-absorbed. <laughs> I've show twice and yes. I love it. It's, there's an incredible array of humour and it, you um, embrace all the little things that we know of menopause and of women but put it in such an empowering way so I think that's like you said it's not about shame I, or embarrassment it's more about how do I make yeah. this empowering and celebrate it and that's definitely as an audience member how you come away you feel like this woman's owning herself and she's powerful I loved it I think it's also because I did a show for many, many years where I was playing a young woman and I found myself in my 50s playing, I felt like I'm standing there with a cigarette going, yeah, 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 you know, having to play something younger and I really wanted to play my age. I really wanted to just go, I am this age and I absolutely own that I'm sexy. Whether I'm sexy to you or not makes no difference to me. 
but I find me sexy. I'm loving life and I'm going to live till I die, which is my opening song. And about it's also just about embracing who we are at whatever age we are. One of the things that, that always, it actually makes me cry in every show, and it probably made you cry too, is I sing a duet with my younger self, um, who's 40 years younger. And so there is me and me 40 years on. And I, I remember seeing, I don't know if you've seen um, this extraordinary, they, they use the music in Love Actually of Joni Mitchell singing, I've, I've looked at life from both sides now. And it's she wrote that song as a young woman. I've looked at life from both sides now. And da, 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 da. But she's singing it a woman maybe 40 or 50 years later, her voice is battered and there's something so poignant about the passing of time. And so that's one of the things that I want to leave people with is that we will get older, you know, and there's we've got this, in, when we look back on our younger selves and we think what would, and I know apparently they do this in RuPaul's Drag Race, what would you tell your younger self? But there's that moment where there is my younger self and she is singing and I'm singing to her saying, everything's going to be okay. I'm on the other side. If I had known that, and that's the message, if I'd known that everything was going to be okay, that there's no rush for any of it, I probably would have been less stressed. I, there are women, young women that come to my show in their 20s and the early 30s that have said, oh, I'm so glad to have seen that. I feel like I don't have enough time. They have to hurry up while I'm young because we're told that beauty belongs to youth, that we've got to hurry up and get, you know, be something while we're younger because there's not enough time. Well, that's certainly true if you want to have babies. There is a cutoff point, yeah, but for the rest of it, it actually gets better over time, you know, and I wish somebody had told me that. So I get every night to tell that to that young 25-year-old, everything's going to be okay. Hearing it and you're sharing it with us here. Just on that, what? just to finish that, other people watching that have their same, their own experience of what would I tell my younger self? You're giving us a message of what's available on the, you know, on the other side and for us to even consider what would we tell our younger self as well. I know that I would be telling there is enough time. You, there isn't this use-by date that we've been told. Um, you don't have to look a particular way to feel good about yourself, to feel wild, free and sexy. In actual fact, it's when you ignore those messages and come back to yourself is when you feel most powerful. So we were talking, well, I guess I was interested in you sharing, particularly because women aren't necessarily embraced as much on stage as men. We know that from sort of film and TV, especially when you get older. And then you come out not only as an older woman but with this persona which has, you know, the ability to irritate or to isolate people because pussy, I mean, who talks about pussy? That's a big challenge, I imagine. Yeah, I have been told, I was told early on by my partner, you can't use that word, you'll never work in America, and why don't you just call it glamour puss? And I went, it's just not edgy enough. I want the sexiness of this, and I want it to be a little bit in your face because it's the sort of thing that my mother would go, oh, <laughs> My mother was a walking apology for being older. She used to say, oh, but I'm just old and silly. And I feel like Glamour Pussy is the answer to that, you know, and, and even the name. It's a little bit confrontational, but I think, and the hip replacements, which is the other part that tells you that it's about being older. There's something about her being older and being called that. But there's also, you know, pussy galore, octopussy um, from um, James Bond. And I thought, what about that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I refused to change it. I have been, 
um, refused airtime on um, on a local radio station with promotion. They, they just said, we can't use that, we can't have you on because of the name, which I think is extraordinary. The, um, the former president of the US could grab women by it, yeah. you know. Um, it was a play on Glamour Puss, and I, I just really liked it. Um, being an older woman, I have um, been rejected for festivals and situations that I have been, when I was younger, was always booked for, you know, engaged. And um, I was really hurt for a while. I felt quite hurt by that. And actually, it's just, you know, um, boosted my resolve to continue on. And um, I think there are some people that would really like it if I would just go away, not do this. It's a, you know, performing, it's interesting, performing arts is very much seen as a young person's game. And if you haven't made it by now, then why are you doing this? And the thing is that it's a new venture where I'm not pretending I'm younger. I'm just not going to pretend I'm younger. I am what I am. People say, oh, you look really good for your age, which in an, in its way is ageist because if I, why, what am I meant to look like at this age? And And there is, you know, there's always that thing about plastic surgery and, um, Oh, it's such an this one's an interesting topic. People get really some women get really angry when when other women are having plastic surgery. I think it's very much <clears throat> a personal decision what you can live with. If you can look in the mirror and go, that's totally fine. I haven't had a facelift, but I wouldn't rule it out if I want to keep w working. You know, I don't have. That, I think it really is one of those things, what can you live with? And each woman has to make decisions about that. I can't make another, I can't comment on it. The only thing I can say about Jane Fonda is my brain struggles to compute that she's 80, 81. I mean, she's very upfront about it. Um, Dolly Partners never um, apologised for what she does. And Jane Fonda said, if I didn't have a, these facelifts, I wouldn't be working. Um, and, and that's up to her what she wants to do with her face. I mean, in the end, it's a little bit like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, isn't it? I mean, we're all going down. <laughs> it's just whether you want to look pretty, whether you want to look younger going down, you know? Oh, yeah. well. I think raising, you know, awareness for all of us to notice when we look to older women are we judging them for choosing to do, you know, ch make changes to their appearance, you know, in line with surgery or um, to look yeah. a different age? And, you know, there's a lot of shame, I think, for women who want to dress a particular way and they're told that's not appropriate for your age, that sort of mutton dressed oh, as lamb, that whole idea. I love mutton dressed as lamb. I absolutely love mutton dressed as lamb. I've started taking photos of women that and going up and telling them, oh, my God, I love what you're wearing. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a woman in Adelaide who is absolutely mutton dressed as lamb. I'm fascinated by her. Whenever I go visit that town, I hang around looking for her. I just think that's so much fun. Yeah, there is, there's a guy who takes photos. He's got an Instagram account called Advanced Style, and that's his gig. He goes around photographing older women dressed in extraordinary ways. I saw a woman in the, in the airport in Sydney. Her heels were so high she couldn't walk. And it was like the best, I call it mutton dressed as glam. I think it's so much fun. Yeah, but it's so it, it is, yet the, the, the term is quite derogatory, isn't it? It's sort of like you passed it, mutton's the tasteless, horrible piece of meat that everyone finds tough and unappealing. So it's this like, well, instead let's embrace it and why shouldn't women wear what they want when they want? Oh, I think it's fun. Yeah. I think it's so much fun. 
I actually I've got to say mutton's the most tasty. It's a bit tough, but it's certainly got more flavour than the lamb. The lamb's all sort of soft, but the mutton's got the flavour. Um, I think I've actually embraced that in my show. I used to say that the um, I encourage mutton dressed as lamb for my audience. I love them to dress up. Uh, but now I've taken it that step further, mutton dressed as glam. I think it's just, and, and what happens for those women that do dress up, and I give them prizes, uh, they, I had one woman saying, I don't know why I don't do this more often. Just get myself dressed up and go out just for me to feel sexy and gorgeous. And um, I encourage it in my shows. I don't care what age you are. Just you know, it's so much. We wear things that make us feel good, and I think it's you sort of touched on. I was going to ask you. It was a bit around the resolve that you got from feeling rejected a couple of times, and what advice or tips you'd give women because I think that's a lot of where we struggle. We we get to a point and then think, oh, but I won't be accepted, or it'll be embarrassing, or I, I won't. But, you know, what you're offering is that there's this other way to look at it. It's like, okay, fine, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick my, my heels in and I'm going to sort of ride this and show them. And stilettos really stick in, don't they? Yeah. Um, I, it's a process. I have to say I felt incredibly hurt and um, I even videoed myself going, I'm angry. And then another one going, I'm hurt, you know, just really capturing how I felt. And, and of course, I questioned myself and went, oh, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm just deluded in doing this. And I think it's a process. So I think for every woman, it's not you just arrive at this blissful state. We have to go through that process of whatever it may be that whatever our challenge is is to you know walk through it I make sure I've got good company I make sure I've got women I can call and say I am struggling I feel like a loser what was I thinking I do lots of journaling and I get that out and usually actually in the journaling meditation process I get to hear that spirit within that said, no, this has brought you and some women that have come to your shows a lot of joy. But more, I heard a great, I can't remember who it's from, said don't go out there and, and make things to change the world. You know, don't. I was thinking, oh, I'm doing this for other women. No, I'm not. I'm doing it because it lights my spirit, you know. And if it lights other women along the way, that's fantastic. But it's it's been a process, and I think it's I think it's really important to know that that it's okay to go through these dark times. You know, we had that lockdown and all of that. Um, I miss lockdown in some ways. I've got to be honest. Um, but you know, we go through dark times to come out the other side. And I think that is the message of my show as well, that we will be okay. So that resolve has come not like, oh, I'm going to do it, which to me just comes out of anger and a, and a, a reaction, you know, a knee-jerk will stuff you, which I've been through as well. Like, you, I'm not, how dare you, all of that. And then that moves into the next thing of, you know, just getting it out and sometimes just sitting with the disappointment. But the most important thing is that I don't give up on myself. Oh, you've just shared some beautiful wisdom, which is exactly that, remembering that life is, it's going to give us lemons and it's how do we make lemonade from it, you know, how to, but it's, ultimately you make the lemonade it comes from you and it's following what lights you up which I think is really incredible because um, so often we look to others to give us acknowledgement or affirmation or are we on the right path but ultimately 
you've sort of just explained beautifully <laughs> it's you do it for yourself it's like the you real, can't show up in a show because you love Absolutely. it don't do it and and doing this show I have recruited people to help me that I thought that which this is part of the process that I find really interesting um it's important to ask for help I think that's and I have asked for help for people and they have uh been really helpful but I have quite clear ideas to start with and what's happened as I've asked for help and people have looked at things that I've written or ideas that I've had and have gone and not seen it from you know when we have first have ideas they're not fully formed they're, they're kind of ideas I have a picture in my head and if I share it too early the other person I haven't articulated it very well and the other person might go oh, I don't know doesn't sound like that will work and often with new things they're so kind of embryonic you know they're not fully formed and so it's very easy to just throw that that unformed embryo out and go oh yeah you must be right what I'm finding is I'm coming back the full circle now back to where I started and realized that I watered things down to fit in with other people so I've come back to some original ideas and I know that the the litmus test for me is if it makes me quietly giggle to myself and go oh that makes me laugh and uh, yeah because it's something new and this venture of being I've never been as brave as I am today and I think that's what postmenopause does you know, brave in a way that's not reactionary. Brave in a way is like, you know what, you're worth listening to. I don't care if nobody else listens, I'm listening. And then what I notice is the next thing, I just trust the goddess. The next thing leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing. And those rejections that I've experienced, other things have popped up that maybe take a, take a little more work but say, oh, okay, I'll go down there and see what happens down there. So I think it's also that we're never going to do things perfectly and I've had to get off that perfectionistic train. It's just so destructive um, and allow myself to be continue to be a work in progress. I loved how you said that you're coming back to those new idea or the ideas that you had because I've also heard people talk about menopause is like our second spring which is essentially rebirth or new ideas coming and it becomes a really creative phase which you've talked to as well so this idea that things that you may never have given yourself time to do or you had work or um, children or some other priorities and now you can become the priority or these things that you didn't have the chance to nurture, you can now focus on with a whole lot more energy, yes. I guess. Yeah. And I know that it's um, this is a particular phase and as I get older, things will not be working quite as well. So I'm just enjoying the energy I have. But, look, I see some older people that have some physical limits and I'm are creating, you know, and are still vital and vibrant. Um, you just have to scan the social media for all the mothers and Mother's Day and see some of those old gals there, you know. Yeah. So wonderful. Which I think is beautiful is, yes, um, mm -hmm. we can have limitations in our body at any age too, right? It, Yes, they may be more likely as we get older, but many of us are managing things from a young age as well and yes. very capable of feeling lit up <laughs> and, like I'm saying, turned on and wild and free. It's about with what you're living in, what situation you're in, how can you make those choices and what opportunities are available and taking them, I guess. So one of the things is you've called Queen Ager. And I was reflecting on how for many of us um, in our midlife, our teenage years weren't so fun. <laughs> they were actually yes. quite painful um, from the hormonal reason, feeling like you didn't belong or your body's changing and you weren't very comfortable with the shape um, through to, yeah, like 
interest in the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever was going on, you know, where do I fit in in the world? And so I'm wondering if you could talk to what's that experience sort of at the other end and do you notice they're being kind of, are they mirroring each other? Because we didn't really get permission to express perhaps or understand that. I know a lot of us weren't educated. Our parents didn't have much experience with menstruation and and sex education and it was all very hidden. So do you think that's impacting us going through this stage now of menopause and postmenopause for those same reasons? I think there is, um, there, uh, this is an extraordinary time for, for older women. There's so much more information about menopause and what happens. Like there was, I, I mean, I went through menopause 10 years ago and um, there was nothing. There was my sister was the one that just said, look, get through it. And I feel very blessed that it wasn't too bad for me, but there wasn't much information around. There's a lot of information now Definitely. because of the generation that are going through menopause have been more vocal in, they've had more permission. I'm a late boomer. I'm like on the cusp. Yeah. And um, so I am heavily, and, and my parents were both a lot older when they had me. We've had that discussion. And so they were really stuck in a different era. But yeah, I was in boarding school through my teenage years and that was actually really helpful there was a lot of information some of it not quite right but had its own challenges um what i find is there's not there's a lot around about menopause but postmenopause is like silence you can hear the crickets there is not much at all that's spoken about this age and as much as um oops we got, we got all his. Just turn that off. We should have done that before, hey? That's all right. Marking um, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's a lot around what happens in menopause, and, and there's a lot of um, permission to speak about it. There's still a lot of, seems to be a broad shame about being post menopause. There's sort of a, there's a vitality and an energy around menopause at the moment, but postmenopause is just, you know, you're not sexy. I reckon pretty damn sexy postmenopause. I think. Um, can we talk about sex for a minute? About- Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, fabulous! Great. <laughs> One of the joys is for. Uh, um, uh, Glamour Pussy has got a collaboration with a vibrator company called Happy Mash, which I think is just the willingness of Anna to embrace Glamour Pussy was like, she said, oh, I'm happy for you to give away vibrators in your show and, you know, speak to women that age about vibrators. Now, I I mentioned that I have some uh, friends in their 70s and they've all got vibrators. Some of them are single. Some of them have 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 got a couple that have lost husbands recently or partners recently, and um, I think it's really important for women to stay sexually vibrant and active for our physical health, for our mental health, for our spiritual health. It's important that we we feel that we can pleasure ourselves um, physically because there's not so much blood flowing post-menopause we need to keep that blood flowing basically you know it. <laughs> yeah, we've got to keep it moving um, and it it is so good for our mental health I care about myself enough to yes. give myself pleasure yeah. Oh, I love that message. But I also think you even touching on that, you know, in this part of your life, you can lose a partner um, that maybe you chose as as the the source of your pleasure, you know, or they were yes. the person that gave you pleasure. And so you haven't had that ability or 
haven't thought to really exercise that part of your own development. And I guess in this part of our life, it's you can start anytime. I definitely encouraging women to get to know themselves and be that source of pleasure for themselves. If anyone else is able to do it for them, bonus, that's great. But so that you can in any, it's available to you. It's a switch you can turn on anytime. Absolutely. I think it's also a way of really knowing yourself. I think it's more than just, you know, sex. It's about knowing, knowing ourselves, knowing the sensations of our body and keeping that alive. Um, and, and it's interesting that that this generate the postmenopausal generation. So the menopause, the the women going through menopause now, and look, there are still some women in their sixties that are having symptoms. Yeah, but um, they because we've got this now conversation going on around menopause. There seems to be more willingness to talk about self pleasure. In the postmenopause generation, there's less willingness. There's a lot of um, embarrassment around this and not wanting to talk about it. And so I feel like Glamour Pussy can find a way to share about this that is funny and fun. And she's a little bit coy, but but she's also pretty open about it. It sounds like this looks like it could be fun. Yeah, yeah. I love. That. Have you seen her little ad for for it? Have you seen her ad? I'll I send it. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. It's, it's a fun. Link. So if anyone wants to connect in and follow Glamour Pussy, she has a Facebook presence. <laughs> but also, if you are interested in checking out Happy Mash's products, you should give us that link as well. Yes. I yeah, I will. And there's a there's a discount. Ooh, that might be a temptation. 25% off. Woo! <laughs> like the that. know yourself range. I I mean I I went and bought some. <laughs> well, of course you're gonna find out what you're promoting. Well, um, you know you need to do the research. Well, you're sort of touching on there's some women that you know personally that are willing to share they have vibrators and that, you know, in their 70s and stuff. But what about for those women that are still feeling like, oh, how do I start this? If this is new to me, where, you know, where do I go with this? How can I explore this? Well, you know, if you feel comfortable with a vibrator, I think they're a great option because the reality is that as we get a bit older, post-menopause, our bodies aren't quite as responsive, you know. So a vibrator is actually a really good option. Some way to start, yeah. Yeah. And like you because- were saying too, I think it's beginning with just getting to know your body. So if you haven't given yourself much time to get to know your body, maybe that's a good place to start too, to some self-touch, massage, you know, sensory experience. Absolutely. And just, you know, just how about looking in the mirror and not looking for what's wrong? That to me was revolutionary. Not looking for what's wrong. Amazing. There's nothing wrong. And yeah. and that was a, that was a really, I really walked away from that going, oh, I didn't look for what was wrong. I just looked. And um, maybe other women find that that's fine for them, but it was quite revolutionary for me. It's as if I've been taught all my life to look for what's wrong and improve it. I think you have. We definitely, uh, the media and the companies Mm. out there selling products are telling you all the time that you need to adjust this and change this colour and tuck this Mm. in. (laughs) So it's natural that you go. I wondered, um, you mentioned a couple of women that are sort of leading the way because they're getting some media in the postmenopausal space. Who would you recommend? Like if people did want to start to acknowledge and follow and um, is there anyone that springs to mind that you've come across and you're like, I'm so happy to support her or, you know, if you put in your Instagram feed, for example, or you were looking for role models, who who do you think might that be? 
That's a really interesting question. Um, I, we have at, at home, at, at Glamour Pussy Zone, we do a Friday inspiration and choose a different older woman every Friday to post a Glamour, glamour Posse inspiration. And uh, so there's heaps there if you want to go and have a look at the Instagram feed or yeah. um but um, do you know what I think? I mean, there's so many that I find um, inspiring. I just think any older woman just out there doing her thing. Um, Dolly Parton, I just I love Dolly. She's she's an has always been an extraordinary. I mean, because she's a, you know, of course, I lean towards uh, entertainment because it's my area. But Dolly Parton has always been unapologetic, really um, an extraordinary songwriter. But also, she's she's an activist. She is she really puts her money where her mouth is. And um, oh, look, there's so many. Gosh, I mean, you know, they're the obvious ones like Helen Mirren. But I mean. They're just pursuing their careers and not Meryl Streep. They're just extraordinary actors. There was somebody. Uh, she's written a book called This Chair Rocks. I've been reading it recently. It's a, a sensational read. This Chair Rocks by Ashton Applewhite. Ashton Applewhite. Manifesto Against Ageism. She's written another great book called Cutting Loose, Why Women Who End Their Marriages Do So Well. <laughs> but This Chair Rocks is a fantastic book. And it does, it takes not just about women, but she does put a focus on that as well. I think oh, you've um, given us some really good yeah, resources or ways that we can start to notice how we view postmenopause this postmenopausal yes. stage of our life and looking right. at it in a positive way so we can embrace it. There's nothing to be frightened about or dread, I think, is part oh, of I say what my sister said, you know, get through that menopause thing and the view is beautiful. You're going to love it. It um, If we can stop listening to those messages out there. It's interesting, there are women that I've been speaking to around about 50 and that have said, oh, I'm so crying after the show saying, I thought my life was over at 50. It's like, you haven't even got started yet, darling. You haven't started. We've got things to do. I love you giving these messages in a really beautiful, entertaining way. So tell us how can women find out about your shows? Like where's the best way to um, check them out when they're next in their town? Yeah, well, you can go to Glamour Pussy's um, website and go to shows. Uh, and I just warn you, make sure that Glamour, so it's glamourpussy.com.au, but it's one word. If you put two words, you go to some very alarming porn sites. Thanks for that. <laughs> Get the yeah. right links, ladies, or you might. Um, no, I'll send you the link. I wonder why. Who's this Naomi that he's <laughs> Yes. Yes. So it's all one word: glamourpussy.com.au, and um, and also on Insta and Facebook. Yeah. So there's the opportunity to support your work and share it, so that maybe if you can't go to the shows, you might know women in those cities or towns absolutely so i've got shows coming up in london in july and august and then the sydney fringe two shows in early september a show in adelaide mid-september and then a christmas show in melbourne at me my hall which i'm really looking forward to yeah, so there's some options. Is there any last-minute sort of message or thing that you wanted to say that we haven't kind of covered um, before we finish up? I wondered, while you think about that too, is is there a message you'd like to give women in this part of their life, their midlife, about 
what <sighs> on the other side? <laughs> well, I think, um, yeah, look, I know that through that, well, through that menopausal period, perimenopause and menopause, it can feel incredibly upheat, that there's an incredible upheaval and, um, you know, mood swings and it can be a really dark period for for some women. Um, I say go get go get help in whatever way you can. Reach out, but also know that it's temporary. It's not going to last forever, and um, it really is just such a relief on the other side. I've already I feel like I've said it all. Margaret Mead. Uh, the sociologist said there is nothing more powerful in the world than a postmenopausal woman in her zest. So just know that's ahead. There we Not go, ladies. There's power to be had and sourced when we um, embrace this part of our life. So thank you so much for sharing your experience, your wisdom your insights that have come from being a performer and sharing, you know, a, a different persona on a stage in a world that's just coming to terms with women being powerful in this part of their life because we have been controlled so that that hasn't been available. It, I, I need to actually, there's one role model I want to finish with who I find, I think is really extraordinary for her time is Lucille Ball. She was a she was an intelligent, powerful, clever woman who changed the face of television. And she didn't start I Love Lucy until she was 40, I think. So an older woman who would have gone through menopause through that period. So there you go. Thank you so much for having me. It's a really a great I, I love to talk about this subject because we've been so hidden. I think it's time we, you know, made we ourselves heard. About it. Yeah, and embrace it and celebrate it. And I think you're doing it beautifully. So I'm celebrating you and um, congratulating you on stepping out onto a stage, showcasing this part of women's lives in a beautiful way. And I'm thank you. You're able to share with us today. Thanks, Thanks so much, Penny. If you enjoyed this episode, Please share it, rate it and review it on your preferred podcast platform, especially if you liked it. A five-star review would be awesome. Let's keep connected. Follow me on social media, Facebook or Instagram at Penny Vandersloos or register for my emails or check me out on my website, pennyvandersloos.com. P-E-N-N-Y-V-A-N-D-E-R-S-L-U-I-S. -E